the Business in Vancouver podcast. I'm Tyler Orton. I'm Haley Wooden. And this podcast is brought to you by Manning LA Accountants and Business Advisors. Haley, coming up to the holidays, you excited uh, at this point? I'm very excited. Looking forward to a couple days off. Uh, yeah, it should be really good. And yeah. staying in town, which is always nice. Very nice. Uh, in the meantime, why don't we talk about some of the business stories just ahead of the holidays that are catching our eyes. What about you? What's uh, popping out at this point? You know, normally it tends to slow down in December. And I don't think I've seen that. There's actually been quite a bit of business news over the last couple of weeks. And today we're expecting some big news coming from the U.S. The House will vote on Trump's tax bill and it's expected if it moves forward, which is the expected outcome, it could go to the Senate either tonight or tomorrow. There's a lot at stake here. And we've spoken over the past few days to economists, different guests on our radio show here at BIV about what this could mean for businesses and potential investment here in Canada. There's some big repercussions. Some of the highlights of this tax bill, it cuts the corporate tax rate in the U.S. to 21% down from 35%. So that's a drop of 14%, which is a big drop. It also repeals the corporate minimum tax rate of 20%. So no minimum required uh, by corporations. And businesses can immediately expense or write off the full value of capital investments in plant and equipment over the next five years. So some some big table stakes here when it comes to this very attractive tax bill. Yeah, I, I think the number one thing that a lot of Canadian corporations are keeping their eyes on is what this means for tax competitiveness versus their respective jurisdictions. And I think that could spell, I don't know, I, I don't want to say certain doom or anything like that, but I, I think it could be very concerning for, you know, companies that want to remain competitive or at least jurisdictions that want to make sure that they can be competitive here in Canada, it's going to be a tough go. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, we have very different governments here in Canada and the U.S., but the U.S. embarking on uh, what, if it moves forward, the biggest tax reform in, I think, 30 years. Canada this past year uh, embarked on a tax reform here, the biggest we've seen, I think, in 60 years or so. Very different approaches to how they're tackling tax reform, because we have had some news, of course, here. So uh, we'll see what happens this week. But uh, if it moves forward, could have big implications. Yeah. You know, the holiday shopping season, if there's any last minute shopping that needs to be done, you might pop into Toys R Us. I, I know you're big in is it the Fisher Price <laughs> that uh, you, oh, yeah. you, you still play with. Favorite. Okay. Yeah. But you know what? Toys R Us, uh, they uh, filed for bankruptcy protection back in September. Report out from Bloomberg says that they're mulling the closure between 100 and 200 outlets at this point. Uh, big companies like well, the affirmation Fisher Price, Mattel, they're complaining that the bad sales that Toys R Us is dealing with right now, and that's why they're mulling these store closures, is because this source tells Bloomberg that sales have fallen during the holidays as much as 15%, which compared with a year ago, this is supposed to be the period in which sales boomed. While these low holiday sales are affecting the bottom lines of toy makers like Mattel and Fisher Price, for example. So it's a tough go for the uh, toy company at this point, or the toy retailer, I should say. Yeah, this is the quarter for retailers, period, right? And? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it hasn't, was... been, hasn't been working. I remember as a kid going to Sears and Toys R Us. Okay. And but... of course, my life situation has changed, so I don't, I don't, as Tyler alluded to, play with Fisher Price anymore. I thought you were going to say, I've stopped going to Sears because... You know, Sears is closed, but you know, I actually Toys went, R Us is <laughs> I went still to, on the table. It is. So yeah, I could go and get a good deal. I uh, I went to Sears actually for the first time in years and years and years uh, a couple months ago after the liquidation sales started. This, I mean, yeah, what the prices were, that was a whole scandal in and of itself. But that was the first time I had walked into a Sears 
in many years. Uh, haven't been into Toys R Us any even longer. It, the model has changed. These are big, big stores, and people do not shop the same way they did. And I don't want to be callous. You know, there's jobs on the line here, but if Toys R Us does have a liquidation of their own, I would say that there is like a, a good reason for people our age to go in there, and that's uh, they've got a quite extensive board game collection mm -hmm. so you could get deals on some uh family fun board games for example so i don't know I i'm trying to look on the bright side of things but again it, not great retail just the entire industry's had just, I, this is the toughest year i can remember in fact for the brick and mortar retail sector yeah i think this was really bad and we'll see what happens if it continues in 2018 but there were a lot of bankruptcies in 2017 from local stores like Ingledews through to uh, some of the biggest names around like sears yeah well, this podcast is brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Manning Elliott has been providing expert accounting, assurance, business advisory, tax, and valuation services to businesses in the Lower Mainland and Fraser Valley since 1952. If you're serious about taking your business and brand to the next level, if you want an accounting firm that'll be there to help you every step of the way, give Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors a call at 604-714-3600 at 604-714-3600 or else check them out on their website at manningelliott.ca. Haley, what else is catching your eye? Well, the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation and Stats Canada released some new data around the extent of foreign ownership in Vancouver and Toronto's housing markets. This, of course, has been something we've talked about a lot here at BIV and sometimes difficult to track, too, due to a lack of data. But we have some numbers out to share. In Vancouver, non-residents owned 4.8% of residential properties, which adds up to about 5.1% of total housing value in the city. Now that beats Toronto and Toronto foreign owners owned 3.4% of residential properties and worth less actually around 3% of total housing value. The numbers are even higher for condos, 7.9% of condos in Vancouver owned by non-residents compared to 7.2 in Toronto. So uh, here in Vancouver getting very close to 5%, which uh, is a, a number of some debate in terms of its significance, but I, I think we can agree that's a pretty significant number. Yeah, it just I, I've spoken to an expert before because I, I pose this question, well, are these numbers even all that big? Not these specific numbers that were released, but I think there were some from the CMHC earlier this year. And he said, okay, well, maybe let's say it is 5% or 10%, uh, like a relatively small number. He said, go to another city across the globe most likely it's going to be 0%. So I, right. I think that's why these numbers are still significant. They still are having an impact on the city. The question is, is this the number one cause for our sky-high real estate prices in Vancouver? Yeah, and I I question even the value one would get in trying to figure out what the number one cause is because there's a variety of factors yes. we've talked about, right? Supply Absolutely. being one of them, bureaucracy and red tape being another, uh, rental housing in that situation being another when it comes to affordability. I, I, and I just wonder if it's easier to point your finger at the more tangible kind of boogeyman explanation than anything else than blaming, I don't know, red tape at... Uh, city hall for how long it takes to get uh, you know some zoning approved, right? Yeah, which is not. I mean, that's not a glamorous process, and it you know takes some understanding of municipal processes, right, to wrap your head around that and then try and try and blame that. The same thing happened with Airbnb over the past year too. I would say very easy to point the finger there it has some impact. Whether it's a top cause, I think the jury's out. Yeah, Haley, have you been following all the? tweets and social media explosion going on over, well, affordable 
prices for cell phone plans here in Canada? Yeah, we we don't have a great situation here in Canada, except for some new companies trying to shake things up for like $20, $25 a month. And the incumbents, they're, they're not so happy about that. Uh, Rogers, Bell, Virgin, Kudo, Telus, they're offering these deals starting last weekend. And I think a lot of them are actually winding up as of this week, but $60 a month for 10 gigs of data. People are just going absolutely mad over this. Uh, I've spoken to at least three people that were on the phone for hours trying to get through to customer service because people are just so desperate to actually get something affordable here in Canada, which is not something we see. These deals are only available in BC, Alberta, and Ontario, though. Yeah, it's. Uh, I can see why a lot of people are excited. I pay just over $50 a month and have no data. Oh, really? So, <laughs> yeah. okay. That I, I've discussed this with uh, co-host Kirk LaPointe on the show before. I don't care about minutes or texts or anything like that. I, I talk to everybody through data now, essentially, like Facebook Messenger, uh, WhatsApp, uh, iMessage, it, mm. everything else. I, I, I don't really need phone calls or, or text messages. I do. I still text quite a bit. I don't really talk on the phone too, too much. But when I do need to say Facebook message someone, I generally find myself in a, in a place where I have oh, Wi-Fi, yeah. Wi-Fi, either at work or at home. And then, of course, I, I have a work phone too. So if I'm having to travel to a site to do some reporting. I can use my work phone, which does have data. So I'm not totally caught without a, a data safety net. But yeah, I, uh, it's not a great plan. I'll be the first oh. to admit that. But uh, 50 bucks at the time was the cheapest plan I could get. And it uh, came with no data. Uh, I buried the lead a little bit. I actually uh, went for one of these plans over the weekend. And this is my strategy. I, I walked into a retail outlet that was offering one of these deals. And I walked out in about 20, 25 minutes. It was very easy to do. So all these people that are calling, waiting online, I... I don't think that was really the best uh, course of action. Just this, this is why, you know, brick and mortars, uh, it does have its advantages there still. There you go. Yeah. And, and I have to say, even when there haven't been deals like this, anytime I've been on the phone with one of these service providers and I have jumped around over the years, that process hasn't been the most, uh, mm. the quickest or simplest. Let's put right. it that way, let alone with crazy deals. Uh, so you did bring up the Wi-Fi factor. I, I just will bring this up as well because I was very excited. I'm, suddenly, I go from one gig of data. I was paying $72 with taxes and everything, uh, $72 a month. Now I've got 10 gigs of data. I, I was ridiculed a little bit about by the person that was helping me out. She could not believe how old my plan was and how little <laughs> I was getting for it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like you said, we do have business plans, so the the not a huge onus on me. But uh, with regards to this, I, I've been carrying around my phone thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be getting all this data now. And I realized I've shaped my life so much around just where I'm, where I'm going to have access to Wi-Fi that I actually have not used all that much data so far <laughs> since uh, going over to this new plan. But you are paying less regardless whether exactly. you use the data. So that's a bonus. And, and you're locked in with this plan until you choose to... To move it, you yeah. get to keep I, at that price? Yeah, I, I get to keep it in, at this price in perpetuity. I don't know what would make me change it in the next 5, 10 years. You know, 10 gigs is going to be 10 gigs for a long time. 
I can't really complain right now. There you go. Okay. Well, this podcast was brought to you by Manning Elliott Accounts and Business Advisors. And Haley, if somebody wants to find you on social media, what's the best way to go and do that? They can reach out to me via my handle at Haley Wooden. And if they want to connect with either of us, of course, our business stories and those of our colleagues, all available at BIB.com. What about you? You can find me at Reporton. I'm at R-E-P-O-R-T-O-N. And I want to thank everybody for listening to the Business of Vancouver podcast. And I hope you all have a happy holiday. Holidays.